gentlemen, may I direct your attention to something quite extraordinary? Chris, the Herons are back. And we got messy. What's going on? What, 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 what? Where is the information? I guess we're getting ready for a sister kissing fiesta. I felt like we were playing a 2 8. It was just a 2 8. Let me tell you, Danny is about to get destroyed in the chat. So you know, Are we kissing sisters, Chris? And maybe stepsisters, but not regular sisters. I've done a little bit of research on him when it comes to FIFA. This guy's 68. We're going to have the greatest player of all time on the team. If there's a time to believe, it's now. It looks like a heron shat all over it. You guys are literally getting excited for a rank 65 player on FIFA 23. We got some pretty good FIFA cards on our squad now, all right? You gotta understand, Kevin. This, this is how we scout our players here on the show. <laughs> Just look at FIFA cards. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Chris, they're on to back. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 140 of the Battle Herons podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada, and alongside me, as always, Mr. KBD. How are you doing, sir? Listen, we got the, the prized guy that everybody wants. We got a game on Wednesday. It's exciting stuff, man. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. Or Thursday, yes, my bad, Thursday. Thursday, <laughs> Thursday. Wednesday's Valentine's Day, so we probably won't be on here on Wednesday night for Valentine's Day because I know all you guys will be doing whatever you do on Valentine's Day night. So uh, we won't be doing that, but a lot to get into, and um, I'm excited. So uh, where do we start, Chris? Where do you think we should start today? Because... We got, we, got, we got good stuff to talk about. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. And, I mean, listen, I'm pretty sure everybody everybody's excited about the game this, this coming week. And we're talking about finally, like I said, we finally got, what's his face, Federico Redondo. Yes, sir. I mean, that's a, that's a steel deal right there. Everybody, there's people that thought we weren't going to be able to get him because of uh, Tam Gam. No, thank you, ma'am. We made it happen. Kablam. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if I would say steel deal. It was $8 million that the transfer fee cost them. And for those yeah. of you that are not familiar with the way the MLS works, you have to pay those within the salary cap, within the time period of the contract. Mm -hmm. So they're going to have to pay those $8 million within the next four years. And it's, 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 I don't know, MLS and their salaries are kind of messy and whatever. But, um, I mean, I'm excited about it. I know we want it. Well, let, let's go in order. Is that how you wanted to start? Because I wasn't sure. Because then we yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go ahead and go in order. I mean, uh, Vice City Lucas brings up something that if we if we we can fact check. I mean, I I co-sign I've co-signed Lucas a thousand percent, but this would be huge. He's mentioning that he's got news. Harvey and Coco will be leaving the club to make room for roster compliance for Redondo, and AZ Rebellion mentioned something that we don't have planned to talk about was the Messi Super Bowl commercial, which was super. So let's dope. let's start there. Let's start there. Let's start on the Messi Super yes. Bowl commercial. What did you think of the Super Bowl? I know it'll be real quick, Rex. I know we're here to talk soccer, but what do you think about the Super Bowl, the halftime show? Because apparently some people didn't like it, and uh, and the Messi commercial. Uh, so the Super Bowl was super boring in the first half. Really? And then, okay. yeah, I mean, it's it's your like you know uh, defensive game. I thought that the 49ers should have won. Um, but I mean, geez, how are you going to miss up? How are you going to get a point after touchdown blocked? You know, like, give me a break. You would have sealed the game with that. But, uh, the halftime show, uh, you mentioned that it's probably the best. I don't think it was the best, probably top five. I mean, maybe I didn't say it was the best. I said, if anybody were to say it was the best, I wouldn't debate them because that's fair to some people. Maybe it was the best to me. My favorite has been Bruno Mars. 
I forget how far back it was, a couple, yes. uh, five, six years ago. Bruno Mars was amazing. And then the first ever halftime show I ever watched, which was Michael Jackson. To me, that was my favorite. So those two are top two. And then Usher somewhere in the You're top gonna five. You're going to put the Janet Jackson and, and Justin Timberlake? What are you doing? Eh, it's okay. Oh, it's my okay. goodness. There's, You're wild. Look, I, I prefer this year's much more than last year's. Last year's, I thought, was a bore fest. I mean, Rihanna, cool. She has some cool songs. But she was literally just walking around. I mean, I know she was pregnant, so she really couldn't do too much. But I, I like this yeah. year's much more than last year's. And, uh, and what do you think about the Messi commercial? Prince. Prince? Yeah, and a lot of people mentioned Prince. I don't remember Prince. Yes. Well, the Messi commercial I thought was awesome. I mean, I wish he would have had more than like half a line. Um, even though I imagine that, you know, he's, he he's not like a real talker. He doesn't like speaking any language. Yeah, outside of Spanish, he doesn't really talk much. And even then, yeah. he doesn't talk much in Spanish. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought it was a fun commercial. It's a really fun commercial. Tons of people involved. And you got Dan Marino there. I mean, whatever. Go go win a Super Bowl. Okay? How about that? That's your, that's your boy, Dan. Dan the man. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then Mike V is saying Usher is the wish the weekend the wish version of the weekend. I don't know about that. Usher's got a hell of a career, Papa. Yeah, man. Usher. I don't know. I'm a big Usher fan. So, All right, but I, I guess I guess we we got way off topic. So let's get back onto it. Yes, uh, we did. And before we get back onto it, just so you guys know, tonight is actually the first at ten o'clock. It's gonna be our first. Battered Herons and Espanol episode. And so if you guys want to join us for that, I put the link in the chat so go ahead and you can join us and if you haven't already subscribe and we will be going live at 10 o'clock to uh talk similar topics to what we're doing right now but in, in espanol with uh, a couple other friends of ours so uh all right so let's get on to it uh we had news this week we had um redondo today basically right everybody's saying it's just about the deal is done like i haven't heard it from the big heads but just about everybody saying it, it's done. So we're going to get into that. But before we do, I wanted to get into something that I saw over the weekend. And shout out to Inter Miami Show. Uh, those guys, Bretton and, uh, and Mike, they're doing a good job over there. But I did want to address something. Because Michelle Kaufman, she, she I don't know what she, I, I honestly, I, I'm not going to misspeak. I don't know what she exactly tweeted. It was like an article or something. But yeah. Mike replied and said i don't know why she's speaking saying that everybody is happy that messi's here and i thought that was kind of weird i think for the most part just about everybody's happy that messi's here because now we have a team that we think compete for trophies right multiple definite contender definite definite and before messi i don't think we were feeling that way Absolutely not. I mean, who's feeling that way with Robbie Robinson waiting at the helm? Right, right. So, and then Alex Winley, shout out to her also. uh, She replied to him and she said, well, Messi's bringing that winning culture. And I thought, exactly, exactly. But then Mike said, there is no winning culture. And I actually messaged him and we were going back and forth for a while. So I'm kind of curious. As to Chris, what you think about Messi is just about everybody happy that he's here. And do you think he brought winning culture? Because Mike's point was we haven't won a game since September 20th. We only won one preseason game. And in the preseason, we've looked like crap. So he doesn't think that there is a Mike. And Tank is asking Mike who Mike Longan into Miami show. So uh, thank you, Mike V. Into Miami show. You totally fucked that up. I was going to say Mike who Mike Jones. 
yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> guys, I, I wanted to get your take on it because he says that because we've been losing consistently since September 20th, that that is anything but a winning culture. And what he's seen in the preseason doesn't really lend itself to predict that we're going to have a successful season this year. So what do you have to say to that, Chris? Do you think winning culture or not a winning culture that Messi has brought to the team? Well, I think it's pretty accurate. He's bringing a winning culture. So I guess like him and his presence and his experience is bringing in this idea or this like, uh, I don't know, this mindset of getting into the winning culture. Did we have a winning culture before? No. But bringing Messi, who is a winner, will, I guess, in some way incorporate a winning culture. Same thing with Tata, right? A lot of people look at Tata and they're like, well, he's a winner, right? He's won, cha he's won a championship. So he technically also should get kind of this bringing the winning culture deal too. So it's not just about Messi. I mean, do you – I mean – if you really think about it right now, we're bringing in, we have a lot of people that are bringing in a winning culture. So, I mean, do, did we have that before? No, but I think we're. All right. So, what you're saying it. is that they bring a, they're bringing a winning pedigree, right? Because they've won in the past. Correct. But yes, would you say absolutely. that this team is now, does it now have a winning culture? Because I'd say yes. For the simple fact that Messi arrived and within a calendar month, we had our first trophy. That right there? Right here. We had absolutely no chance of winning a trophy. He showed up. Literally a month later, we got our first trophy in franchise history. Not only and that. Go ahead. No, and JV's mentioning winning culture equals the Cafecito Cup. Guys, let's not disrespect the Carolina Cup either, okay? Oh, no. I mean, when I have Messi, I no longer even bring up the Carolina Cup because now yeah. we're going after real trophies. So exactly. we got one cup a month into Messi being here. We somehow had a crazy comeback against Cincinnati to get to the U.S. Open Cup final. And as far as Messi goes, he started. He, we've only lost one game in which he started, which is that last game against Charlotte, I believe. Yeah. I, I don't remember if he, if he started that Cincinnati game. I don't think he did. So we literally don't lose when Messi's playing. I think that's winning culture. Now, obviously, he gets injured. Things fall off. But this yeah. winning culture is just now starting to be built. They're saying, what happens when Messi leaves? I think that culture stays. Big names want to now come to Inter-Miami after Messi's gone. And the academy is still building. I think that 100% that Messi has brought that winning culture. He's going to bring the fans. And I think that this is just the beginning of what Inter-Miami is going to become in the long run. Well, those two things that you just identified are going to be the reasons that that winning culture sticks around. Right. We have an academy that's been proven where we've had a lot of players come out of the academy and actually be uh, players with, you know, presence. And that's mm -hmm. without having Messi. Now, couple that with the fact that Messi, like you said, is bringing in a lot more attention from people who really never thought about MLS as an option. So now you're talking about getting those big names along with the academy. It's great. And, and Stephen Munoz makes up, brings up a good point. Winning culture takes a while to build. Absolutely. And I agree with that. But I feel like you shouldn't say that there isn't a winning culture. I feel like a winning culture is being built because Messi's here. So I get it. It's not a winning culture because, I mean, this era has been how long? It's been three months? Yes. So it, it's we've it's only had like three, four months. So I get it. I understand why you can't 100% say it's a winning culture. All right, that's fine. But do you not see the beginnings of that? 
And if you point to the preseason and say, no, I don't, okay, that's fine. But don't 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 get ahead of yourself. Wait until the first couple months play out before you judge whether it is or it isn't. Because this team didn't look like it was going to do much. Even when Messi arrived, nobody said that they were going to win League's Cup. Everybody thought impossible to make the playoffs. If Messi stays healthy, I think they make the playoffs. So I, I think people are underestimating what this team is capable of once the game starts to count. And, and Mike B is mentioning here in the comments that you're giving too much credit to the Miami flip-flopper fans. I think that the, we have to differentiate the fans versus the, the, the players and, and the organization and what they're going to bring. I mean, fans are going to come, I think, regardless. Like, fans were, were, were in the stands before Messi came along. I mean, obviously, Messi's going to put more butts in seats guaranteed, but at the end of the day, if you're talking about bringing players who can be able to fill the role of a Messi-esque you know, player or what his effect is on the field, I mean, does it really does it i mean are we really gonna talk about the fans like that whether they're you know fickle or not i mean Listen, I this is miami <laughs> the, the, but guys you guys are not understanding this is miami there's like 745 things to do on a tuesday night uh but gassetti brings up a good point chris the majority of these are messy fans fair yes and I, I and obviously i don't i don't expect it to hold true right maybe it won't but just going based off of us, right? Just us in the chat and here on this show. I've had a lot of people that have commented to us on whether I'm be on YouTube or they sent us messages on DM where they said, yeah. I started listening to your show because of Messi. And after Messi goes, I'm probably going to stick around because I enjoy your show. And I everybody that's reached out to us and said that stuff or anything similar to that, we really appreciate you guys. But to that point, this is just a regular YouTube talk show. For those yeah. people that are enjoying watching Inter Miami, Inter Miami doesn't play at the same time as those, the European teams because they play earlier in the day for us here in the United States. If you live in the United States and you didn't pay attention to Inter Miami before, there's a good chance that if Messi leaves and you want to watch soccer, you want to get your soccer fix, you're probably just going to stick with Inter Miami because that's what you've been watching the last few years. This fan base is going to grow because of Messi's arrival. Like Just all in all, whether it be winning culture, a following from the fan base, like I, this is going to keep growing. And I, I've also heard a lot of people was like, oh, yeah, I know, but all of these Fairweather fans, they're just showing up now. There was – if let's say we were to say – and I don't want to stay on this topic too long, right? We can get off it, but just real quick. Let's say back in 2022, diehard Inter-Miami fans at the stadium, like diehard, like us and then everybody in the supporters group, diehards. I would say maybe 2,000, 3,000 maybe, right, at the stadium every week. And outside of the other people that attend, I'm talking about like diehards. Did you want it to be like that forever? Eventually, it has to grow. You, you need to welcome in more people if you Absolutely. want the fan base to grow. You can't just close it off and be like, nah, I wanted to stick to these 3,000 hardcores and F everybody else because we were around for the whole three years before Messi showed up. Guys, this, this club hasn't been around that long. Like, we need more people to join in. So don't be gatekeepers. Welcome everybody. And, and let's hope that these Messi fans that joined us because of Messi stay around. So, Listen, um, I mean, if you want 3,000 fans, go watch uh, Miami FC Miami over FC. In, mm -hmm. in, uh, in, in FIU Stadium and, and pick, up, uh, pick up some churros and cafe cubano on your way over there. I mean, Mr. Mr. Spider Pig, go ahead, Danny. I, I, I want to mention this comment before we finish. No, I was just going to say real quick that um, I understand the intimacy that we felt with this club when it was, like, young, right? And, I like, I mean, we, we got to see the players walking from the – 
from the um, from the trading area, whatever that's called. I'm, I'm blanking here to the stadium. Like it was really cool, and I get it. It almost felt like a USL team. It didn't feel like a MLS team. I had never been to a major league sport, NBA, NFL, where you were that ex- like the players were that accessible, that close to you. Yeah. But this is a major league sport, and we are now a major league team. Like we didn't feel that way before. This is a real team now, and I get it. We're gonna miss those times. But if you want to root for a legit team, this is what happens. This is what has to happen. And uh, before I get to the comment that I wanted to talk about, Rob Wise is mentioning how is Inter-Miami going to justify the pricing once Messi is gone? Listen, your guess Neymar. is as good as mine, Rob. Neymar. I mean, <laughs> I yeah, am convinced. Gonna... The way I was convinced Messi was coming, I'm convinced Neymar is going to be here. Look at that. Clip it. Clip it, guys. Um Inter-Miami with and without Messi is so different, Mr. Spider-Pig mentions. And it's true. Yeah, it is. It's different when it was without Messi. It's very different now that it is with Messi. But, I mean, listen, the Moss brothers, they're out here making moves. They were making moves, and they're still out here making moves. So the fact of the matter is is that this team and this organization is growing. And in the way that it's growing, it's growing towards a winning culture and either get on or get out. And head over to to Cayocho and watch, uh, you know, Miami FC sell you furniture. <laughs> All right. Uh, and look, Paulo agrees. He thinks Neymar will be here eventually. I, I agree. Unless injuries uh, don't allow it to happen, like Tank is suggesting, I, I just I, I think it's a given that Neymar is eventually going to be here. Hopefully he can play a year with Messi. But we'll see. All right. So you were talking about the fact that this team is making moves. Maas, Henderson, all of them are making moves because we keep getting players. We lost Farias, but we opened up a U22 spot. And we went in and we got a, a big signing. AC Milan was after him. Oh, oh, oh my God. There was another name that I'm, I'm slipping right now. But AC Milan, I know, was the ones that were hottest after him. And there was another club. But we got uh, Federico Redondo. He plays CDM. Yeah. Everybody compares him to a young Busquets. Now, if I were to tell you, we're signing a big name. Oh, somebody said Tottenham. Thank you. And Bayern. Okay, I didn't know about Bayern. Tottenham. I knew AC Milan was hot after him. And okay, and Bayern and Tottenham. All right. So River played also. Thank you. Um, baller. If I tell you we're going to get Redondo, right? Because our team hasn't looked great during the preseason. But we're going to add a player like the likes of Redondo. And we're also going to get the MVP of the Preolimpicos for Comebol. And we're going to add these two players before the season starts. Chris, would you not tell me those are two huge moves happening for Inter-Miami this offseason? Oh, my God. Absolutely. It's Of course, it's a free, those are huge moves. Listen, these are guys moving the chips around, baby. Like, we're making moves out here, and we're getting guys that you guys wanted. Redondo's going to be on the team. Diego Gomez is finally playing good soccer, apparently. Uh, well, and Tank's asking if it's official. Some people, I forgot the guy's name. It's an Argentinian reporter. I want to say it's Gus or Goose. I, I don't remember his name. But he's the one that's most respected out there. He said it's official for $8 million, But I haven't heard anybody here at Stateside say it. So I'm not going to say that it is official. But it sounds like it's about as official as it's going to get. Uh, so we're going to talk hypotheticals again, right? Until it's official, I don't want to say it's official. Yes, Edu, thank you. Uh, ESPN, uh, they put up they put up something that it's uh, that they're they're in talks, right? Same thing. The Miami Herald put up another another sort of article that they're in talks. 
there's a lot yeah. of major outlets that are kind of mentioning that they're in talks and they're looking to finalize the deal. I think he didn't even show up to his like last uh, game. No, uh, you know what, Rob Wise. Rob Wise know, said, Solana said touché. it's official and he's never been wrong. I'm not gonna lie to you. When Solana said that it was official, I got scared. Like, oh shit, this shit might not happen. So, all right, uh, good. But according look, to Steve Munoz, it's official, official tissue, tissue, baby. That's it. That's so, it. So again, until I read it for myself, which every I know, I know that it sounds like it's official. So let's say it's official. Fuck it. All right. So we have Redondo and we have the MVP of the Preolímpicos. So here we go. We are adding two huge names to the midfield. The issue is the midfield is where we are most stacked already. So, Chris, where do they fit? Because Redondo, he's CDM due to the name. He, he Great uh, uh, forward passes all the time, passes into the final third. Uh, he wins uh, duels. This guy is what we would want if we didn't have a Busquets, a Gregory, a Gomez, a Kremaki, a David Ruiz. But regardless, whatever, he's a great player. So I love it. What do you think, Bobby? Where is he playing? I think uh, – would you – you wouldn't think that they try to throw him at center back just to see how he does back there? Absolutely not. Oh, my goodness. And just so you guys know, for those of you that are out here trying to kill Solana, I hope you guys bring that same energy tonight. 10 o'clock, be there, okay? <laughs> well, he was right on this one. Yes, he was, yes. Uh, and, and look at this. Lucas is mentioning, did everyone forget about Negri? I don't know. Yeah, Danny, it's like you back. said. The, 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 midfield, the midfield is stacked. We got Gregory, who already claims a lot of time. We got Mota that still hasn't even returned yet. And then we got Redondo here that's going to try to find his way in the middle of all of that, plus Diego Gomez finally playing decent soccer <laughs> against babies. I mean, there we go. Solana has arrived. Solana, you have to defend yourself at 10 o'clock. Yes, at 10 <laughs> o'clock, it is defenso time. Okay. All right. Um, and this, so, is, this is it right here. Lucas is mentioning we finally have depth. I mean, that's a problem. Though, that's a, that's a great problem to have. Yeah, in the midfield. midfield. All right, so so let's get into this, all right? Because I feel like it's necessary. So let's pull up the starting 11, right? We got a 4-3-3. Yeah. I think we can all agree that the three in the back didn't really work. We're going to go 4-3-3 more than likely. So in the back, let's say Freire starts with Aviles. Would you agree with that, Chris? Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. And then we have Jordi Alba on the left back. And I believe if we're not playing with wing backs, I do not think Russell starts. I think Yedlin starts at right back. The only way I wow. think Russell gets in the game is if they're playing with five in the back or if he's going in at right wing because Messi is, for whatever reason, not playing. That's what I believe as far as Russell goes. Now, when we look in the midfield, oh, but yeah, let's go up top first. Messi, obviously, Ooh. right wing. Suarez up in striker. Now, at the left wing, do you think Robert Taylor has that spot? Uh, in the left wing, I think that Robert Taylor is going to have it. And good good observation by Lewis with noticing the card. I noticed that. I'm like, ooh, I forgot to bring that up. Which one? The, the, the Redondo card. Oh, he's probably talking about the Messi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Messi. That came out. I want, that was yeah, last I year's think, game. 
I think that Taylor is going to hold the the left wing spot. At least I hope so. At least I hope so. All right. So so let's go to the midfield. This is, this is what's in question. I think that Redondo plays the six role. He's he will be the CDM, and you'll have Gregory and Mota free to play box to box. Well, Busquets won't play as much, but yes. Gomez will be uh, free to play box to box. We now have people that can defend, that can create offensively, and then I like the three on top. Do you think that this will look any different when the season starts? Do you think Gregory starts over Redondo? I don't think so, man. I think if we're going to be investing this 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 money and this attention to Redondo, I think that they're going to want to see him in tandem with Sergio Busquets, no? I, I, I mean, now, now you know, you got you got Alba that's got his his uh his under the wing player Allen. Now you got Sergio Busquets that's got his under the wing player with uh with Redondo. So let's see that happen. If Robert Taylor doesn't start at left wing, who's his backup? Is it David Ruiz? I would think it's either going to be David Ruiz. I mean, you don't think that uh, you don't think that they'd fill that in with Mota or Gregory at left wing? No. Oof. No, I could see Negri playing that more than any than Mota. Quite possibly, yeah. Or maybe Jordi Alba coming up and then Allen coming in at the left back position. And AZ Rebellion is mentioning you have a double pivot. So, yeah, that's that's definitely going to be beneficial. And this is perfect. I mean, Lucas mentioning Gregory off the bench. Oh, that's heaven. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, let's say hypothetically, the first game of the season, I think Gregory starts. I think he starts and Leonardo comes in off the bench. Just because it's the first game of the year, Gregory is the captain or whatever. I, I, yeah. But I think eventually Leonardo gets that spot. I think he eventually gets that spot. And with those three in the midfield, could you imagine? Gomez, if he could keep the, the play that he's had in the in the pre-Olympics. Redondo, if he could live up to what he's been doing over there in Argentina. And then Busquets just being Busquets. All of a sudden, we have possibly a top five midfield in the league, if not number one. And I don't say number one because I don't know all the midfields off the top of my head. So that's why I won't venture out to say that. But definitely one of the yeah. top midfields. Obviously one of the top attacks. The only thing in question now is the defense, and you would hope that Freire proves this all wrong, and all of a sudden Aviles comes to incentives, and all of a sudden we have a team that can absolutely compete with anybody in this league. Well, and that's the scary part, right? Like Mr. Krabs is mentioning, start Allen over Freire if it's true that he sucks. Listen, if there's one player that I'm looking forward to to really see their worth is Freire. Because we've been waiting. He could have played in this overseas tournament that you know uh preseason tour that we had so you know give me that every single day and then rob wise is mentioning everyone in section 124 and 125 heads up mota got his work visa listen i'm waiting to catch one of those blasters rob uh, i will be there yeah. with you next to you catching them oh i can't yeah, wait for those that's hilarious um all right so redondo looks like everybody in the chat says it's official i didn't want to say it but you guys got me hyped up so it's official. Redondo is a member of Inter Miami. Uh, Gomez, we, let, let's act like we just signed him also because everybody should be hyped that he's coming back finally. He hasn't. We haven't seen him all year so far. So we got Gomez and Redondo coming in to fill up this midfield with the with the David Ruiz, which is, keeps improving. A Busquets, a Mota, which now has a residency. We have a Gregory, which is a pit bull back there. Our midfield is looking great. Up top, I'm sorry, but we have Neymar, Light, Suarez, and Messi. 
I'm happy with Campana subbing in last 20, 30 minutes. I'm good. Now, what I'm worried about is if Messi never comes off, so I'm not worried about him. If, yeah. What happens with Taylor? If he doesn't start, who's starting? Does David Ruiz get that left wing role? Negri, if he ever comes back? Like, that's what I'm wondering what happens there because I don't, I feel like we don't have a lot of depth up in the top with the left wing. Well, that's where I think that they'll flirt a little bit with the David Ruiz deal. I mean, by the way, I mean, you were, we're mentioning signing players and where everybody signs, he'll deliver. At this point, Neymar, we got him on a layaway deal. Signed him. <laughs> okay. And for, and for those, I, saw some, I, I, I missed the comment, but somebody said that Redondo would play on the left midfield. He's actually a righty, so I think he'd probably be more comfortable playing off on the right. Um, he is not like his father. His father was a deadly lefty, but he is not a lefty. He's a righty. Ooh, what is this? Soccer Daddy coming in with a hot, steamy take. Robinson will start? What? Maybe. Uh, what? You, you're going to digest Taylor, that, Danny? I mean, I would hate to see him start over Taylor, but I... Come on. Come on. What are we doing there if he starts? We hate, on, we hate, on, we hate on Robbie Robinson a lot because he's always injured. But when he plays, doesn't he play well? I mean, he does, but, like, give that spot to Emerson, bro. Oh, God. All right, so let's see. We had Redondo and Gomez on their way over here, and um, they probably – I don't – I would assume that if it's official now, he might play the first game of the season. But going into – well, actually, before we get into this, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to – one more thing before we get into Thursday's game. So Argentina – and Paraguay, both qualified to be in the Olympics in Paris this summer. Well, Robbie Robinson's already injured again. Thank you, JB. Um, so they both qualified to be in the Olympics this summer. Now, that got the ball rolling with speculation that maybe Messi will go ahead and join the Olympic team after Copa America's over. Yeah. Before I give you my take on that, I would like to hear what you have to say to that because – if he were to be included in the Olympics, he would miss League's Cup. What do you think about that? Dude, Messi, hang it up. Colócalo. That's it. It's done, bro. Go off on the high horse. You won the chip. You won the whole kit and caboodle. Just get out of there, bro. Let the youngins come through and take over the Argentina team. Why are you going to do that? Imagine risking doing that. And what if you don't win? What if you don't succeed? Your last time in your country's jersey is going to be failing or repeating? Well, I because mean, that's the only other success you can get. Well, he's playing in Copa America for sure. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, you want to you wanna try to be a winner, not a loser. Like, you just went out the biggest winner in, in nation sports. Right. But if he goes to Copa America and say he doesn't win... Do you think he's going to jump on and try to win the Olympics? I personally think it's not happening. No way. The, the Olympics is for the 23 and under, or 22 and under. I think it's 23 and under. And you're yeah. allowed to bring three players that are over 23. Why would Messi want to be involved in that? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a no-brainer. I don't I, understand I don't, why he would talk to that. I, I, I can't. Like, I get the speculation, and everybody thought that uh, it was going to be him and Angel Di Maria going and playing in the Olympics. Angel Di Maria already said, I'm not playing. I think Messi soon will say the same thing. But just for the people speculating, I don't see what he would gain from that. He's not, 
he doesn't hold uh, an Olympic gold medal as prestigious as winning a Copa America, the World Cup. Like, yeah. and, and on top of everything, I know Inter Miami is paying him a decent amount. Maybe they're not paying him Saudi money that he was supposed to get, but they're paying him a decent amount. Yeah, go off and play in Copa America, but you're not missing two months for us. Like, at some point, yeah. like, we're paying you. You need to play for us. Like, I get that Argentina is your priority, so go play yes. Copa America. But you're not going to go play for a gold medal in the Olympics and leave us high and dry for two months. Like, I'm sorry, that's not happening. I refuse to believe that that's going to happen. And uh, I, I think that there's just about 0% chance that that happens. Listen, not only is that a thumbs down on your on your part and, and my part as well, but Luis Fernandez is mentioning something really big here, guys. Like, newsflash. No thumbs up. No thumbs in the chat as usual. Guys, get to working, bro. Please. It's literally a finger wag up. Like, do all that good stuff, dude. And supercalifragilistic. Super what don't yeah. I understand? His love for Argentina? I get it, but it's the Olympics. Like, the Olympics aren't that prestigious. Like, he already and won it, by the way. He already has a gold medal that he won with Argentina uh, the biggest like 2007 one. or 2008. No, no, no. He, the Olympics. That were the, oh, the yeah. Yes. That he's gonna, he already won that like yeah. 15, 16, whatever year, 16 years ago. So he already won it. Like he's not like, I got to get a second gold medal. Like I'm sure that the gold medal isn't that serious. So um, I, I absolutely do not expect him to play in the Olympics. But yeah, um, a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't think that he should be playing and they don't think that he's going to be playing. And he mentioned right. supercalifragilistic for any Argentina national team. It's priority. I get it, yeah, bro. Yeah, I get it. But that, the, the senior team, like these are babies. That he, he's not going to go play against babies in the in the Olympics. It's not happening. This, so if, if, he's going to play in Copa America without a doubt. I mean, look at how Diego Gomez looks right now. Imagine Messi. <laughs> that's a great example. That's, that's true. That's, that's true. Yeah. That is true. I mean, right now, Diego right. Gomez is looking like Messi. I'm hoping he can play with the adults the same way. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a great comparison. That's a great here. comparison. All right. Um, all right. So let's get We're into Thursday. Adult game. And in a playpen. It's the, it's the final uh, preseason game, finally, right? The preseason is over. We are just nine days away from the regular season beginning. And uh, we're playing against the uh, new old boys. Uh, here at Drive Pink Stadium. Now, we won't be at the game, so we will be on here right after the game is over so that we can give our post game, and then yes. um, that'll be on Thursday night. So I was looking into Newell Boys. They are, um, I want to say, second in there. They actually they were playing today, and I believe they lost their first game today. They played four games before today. They had only surrendered one goal. They had scored seven, and um, they're looking like a solid side. And uh, there you go. And they got smashed by racing. Yeah, they lost their first game today. So they are obviously five games at this point into the season. I don't yeah. know why they took this game. Obviously, this game is going to be like an exhibition game for them. And I'm assuming yeah. for Inter-Miami also. It's not going to be like when we played in Saudi Arabia and when we played in, in Hong Kong and Japan where they're playing their hearts out. I really do think that that these guys are going to take it like an exhibition game. Uh, it's going to be like a warm-up. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think they're going to take it that seriously because they are, they're not trying to get injured either. Their season already started. So they're in the heat of things, and they, um, uh, they played, what, today? 
They play again Thursday, and they play again like three or four days after. So obviously they're going to have a, a loaded schedule in the next week also. So I think they're going to take it gonna, easy. Yeah, they'll probably play some a couple backups. I don't think that they're going to go out with their full-fledged team. I'll tell you this much. I think that we're going to have more starters on the pitch than we've had this season. I mean, this is the game right before we play, we start our first season. So This is the dress rehearsal. Yes, this is the game where you might see potentially more than half the team with your normal starters or maybe the whole the whole starting 11. No. The only reason I say you no. You don't think that Gomez they'll probably try to fi- You don't think that they'll try to fire off the Freire deal? Freire might finally get in there. That that yeah. I think. And then uh Adler might come in as a sub. But yeah. I don't think um Gomez won't be back in time. I don't think he'll play. Redondo won't play. Uh let's see. We have so Suarez will probably start. Messi and Taylor up top. I think we could all agree on that. Yeah. Busquets in the midfield. And because Gomez and Redondo probably won't be available, I think it'll be Ruiz and Gregory. And then in the back, you have Alba, Yedlin, Aviles, Freire. I think Freire finally plays. Hopefully, if he doesn't, then I start to worry about his health for real. And then Drake at goalie. And I think that they'll play for the majority of the game. And I don't think it'll be one of those crazy, like El Salvador, where everybody's being really rough. I think uh, I think it, it it'll it'll be an exhibition game. I'm not too worried about it, and um, you know it should be a fun watch. Uh, I'm looking forward and, to it. And again, last preseason game, so. Well, and and Pablo Golas was mentioning Busquets' injury. Uh, That's a great question. Busquets. I haven't heard anything about that. Well, I read I read an article somewhere. I, I mean, I wish I would have had it in hand, but I saw it was like a nothing burger. But I'm going to see if I can fetch it so I can post it up here, if not in the Spanish show. And Luis, absolutely. Freire, better get in there. Absolutely. If he's not going to be in there, it's it's going to be a problem. And Pro Gamer, and pro absolutely gamer. not. Absolutely not. I have never been in a movie unless it was a home movie that you somehow got your hands on, which you shouldn't have. And uh... Fun fact, I think my dad was in the movie The Warriors. Was he? Yeah, that's dope. With the bottles. For those of you, Warriors. Yeah, yeah. That's one yeah, of my top five movies of all time, guys. If you haven't watched the Warriors, you guys need to go and watch it. You'll probably see my dad on there. <laughs> that's interesting. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, anything? Let's see. Anything from the chat before we go ahead and uh, and uh, close it out today. Uh, well, I mean, uh, Pablo Golasso was mentioning you were in an Ice Spice video. <laughs> and then uh, maybe somebody, Lucas is mentioning they probably got your OnlyFans. So, and Dennis no. Lopez, yes, The Warriors is an awesome movie, classic. Let me One tell you something. If, if I could figure out how to make money from like selling like feet pictures or something, I would absolutely do it. That's absolutely. weird. You're a dude, absolutely. though. You can't do that. You can't do that. As a dude, you don't guys, think that you- there's a... You don't think that there's a fetish for like different type of feet? Like I bet you if somebody has like disfigured feet, people would pay to see that. I will I will post a picture of my dad on my page so that way you guys can be able to try to find him. By the way, if you guys no, I'm not doing that. That's disgusting. Uh by the way, uh You wouldn't do that for money? No, dude, what the hell? First of all, nobody's gonna pay. You don't have you don't have to put your face in it. You're gonna pay you you think chicks are out here paying for dudes' pictures of feet? Possible. Chicks would rather pay for chicks' feet than dudes' feet. 
So Maybe. Soccer Daddy is asking how we're going to recognize my dad. I'll put up a picture of him, and Danny can co-sign with you. He's known me for about 25-plus years, seen my dad for 25-plus years. My dad looks the exact same that he did when you first met him, right? Yes, he does. He does. Yeah. So All right. I'll post a picture. Oh, right. look at this. Super califragilistic <laughs> mentioning only fan Chris <laughs> without a hat. <laughs> or maybe forward. Uh, uh, I, I get it, Kata. Yes, you're absolutely correct. But like women feet are a lot prettier than dude feet. No, like to you, to you. There's some I mean, people out gonna, there, Chris. If, I mean, if you're going to look for feet, you want pretty feet. It don't matter if it's coming from a dude or a chick. It just so happens that chicks got prettier feet than dudes. Uh, and for Mike V, I haven't been there in well over 10 years. So uh, a <laughs> long, long time. All right. Uh, all I right. I, 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 this is when we know that it's time to, to call the show because we start to gas bag. All right. Um, like we said, tonight, 10 o'clock, we have our first Battered Herons and Espanol show. So make sure that you tune in. If you haven't already, please subscribe. And I have put the link back in the chat. So go ahead. Just click on that. It'll take you to the page. Hit subscribe and just hang out for the next 20 minutes or so before we go live. And then... Uh, We'll see you again, and hopefully you guys join us and you keep hanging with us. If not, all good. And, um, I mean, any final thoughts, Chris? Well, this is just an inside joke, especially since we're leading into the Spanish show tonight. My final thoughts are three, two, one. Dale. <laughs> For those of you that have ever been a guest on the show, you got that. All right. Uh, yes. Stadium update. Go check. Chris, help me out here. I, I always forget the channel because there's two that are very similar. It's it's Football Miami TV, Football right? Miami TV with your boy, which is, uh, downtown Peter Brown and Uncle Ed. Right. So go ahead and check out their channel. Update. They have a video recently of the stadium update, so go check them out. They're always putting up good videos of the, uh, of the stadium updates, so go ahead and check that out. And RSL preview, that will be next Monday. We will preview – no, I'm sorry, not next Monday, next Tuesday. Next Monday, we're going to do a season preview where we just preview the whole season next Monday. And then Tuesday, we're going to have an RSL preview with a guest from a podcast for RSL like we've been doing. For those of you that are new here, last year, we just got a guest from a podcast from each opposing team. We talked to them the, the day or two days before the game so we get a better feeling for the team. And we're going to do that again this season. So that'll be next Tuesday. So Monday season preview, Tuesday RSL preview. And uh, no show on Wednesday because it's Valentine's Day. So you guys do what you got to do on Valentine's Day. And we'll be back on Thursday for a post-game show. And then that's it. The season gets rolling after that. So fun times ahead. And, again, join us in uh, 17, 16 minutes on uh, Battered Herons and Espanol. So if you are listening on audio, thank you for listening all the way to the end. Please leave a comment, five stars, review, all that other good stuff. And if you are watching on YouTube, thank you for watching all the way to the end. Please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends. And um, as always, for those of you in the chat, we appreciate you hanging out with us. Uh, as always, you guys are the best part of the show. And until the next one, have a good one. Hasta luego.